welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I got coffee. Yes, I got coffee. You always drink coffee. That's not a surprise. It, it, it's a little different this time because this coffee features oh. a, a creamer that comes but once a year, apparently, because it, it was not available since around... Actually, it was like later on in the year than than, than uh, where we are at now in this year. Uh, uh-huh. It is brown butter chocolate chip cookie flavored creamer. It's 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 what? Brown butter chocolate uh-huh. chip cookie. That's a, that. That doesn't sound real. That sounds very fake. Now, oh, mate, it is real. And let me tell you, it's really good. <laughs> it's gotta be it, top three, maybe <laughs> top two creamers ever. That is like the fakest name I've ever heard for. And they're just making anything with like they'll just it's put anything. Nestle Toll House. So this is my. <laughs> it used they used to do a different one. They used to do like a Toll House chocolate chip cookie, but now it's brown butter. I'm like, oh, that makes it so much better. <laughs> See, now you're gonna tell me you got uh, like, oh, what would be a funny name for a quick? It's your chocolate chip scrum diddly umptious creamer over here. <laughs> God. <laughs> Like I think it's a holiday flavor, but it makes sense because they're already getting like the holiday bottles for like pumpkin spice and like the peppermint mocha. Yo, so it's, it's, I guess the holidays are just start- it's so early. It's, yes, uh, but I mean like the candy corn is already out. I've seen white chocolate pumpkins from Reese's. It's it's happening. I I I believe honestly since the age of connecting online is such a you know much more like it's much more open now to everyone instead of it being a niche population of people i think people just see that halloween is also as you know it's just as loved as much as the other two big holidays which is thanksgiving and 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 christmas so i just think they're just like you know what because you kind of celebrate thanksgiving and christmas all in two months might as well also put Plus, like I Halloween. feel like Thanksgiving is just not as popular as Halloween. No, it seems to me like Halloween is among like the most popular days, like second maybe to Christmas. I guess what it's going. I guess for the way I view it is that I guess everyone is kind of on the same page where it's like, well, why can't we just celebrate Halloween a little bit earlier? Why can't we just have stuff early? Because people just like. I mean, I don't mind it. It's it's a fun holiday. Just have you know, dress up, have fun, hand, get candy, pass around candy. It's it's a good time. See candy at the store. Bubblegum and taffy. You drink Mountain Dew Code Red for Halloween. My favorite soda. A ever. favorite treat. That's a good treat. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite treat ever. I only drink it in October. Um, yeah, that wasn't actually how I was gonna start the podcast today, but I just poured the coffee creamer in. I was like, man, I should bring up this coffee creamer. <laughs> it's so good. I usually have the Rice Krispie Treats coffee creamer, um, which is also good. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite. But man, this is so good. Like, the, too bad. It's it's a shame that they don't have this one year round. I mean, um, it is. <sighs> Is absolutely delicious. Sprite cranberry is only a, a, a December holiday thing. See, I only found one box of that last year. Yes. I'm pretty sure I brought uh, it up on here, too. I never found a bottle, and that's disappointing because I do like the Sprite cranberry a lot. And for me not to have it almost going... Yeah, it, by December, it will be two years because they didn't, I didn't get any last year. Hopefully, they have a lot more amount this time because I didn't get a single one last year. Yeah, and speaking of like sodas like that, 
they apparently brought back Mountain Dew Livewire this year. And if you don't know what Livewire is, it's an orange-flavored Mountain Dew. Um, and I guess they brought it back <laughs> earlier this year. Never seen it. I've never seen it. No, I no. had it back See, in the day when it first came out, and it was so good. LimeWire is the stuff that you used to... Oh, Live! I was like... <laughs> no. Oh, God. All right. Well, before we get any more off-rails here in the beginning... <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. It is a weekly podcast gaming adventure where we are... I've put it off for two months, but today's the day, Diablo 4. But before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom the question remains eternal. Eternal! How you doing? Um, it's fine. Like I said, nothing really happening is there anything just fine around here but it's just like just kind of just sitting around doing nothing for the past couple of weeks i don't know but it's, it's fine can't really complain about it about you enjoying the relaxation right? be pretending yeah just kind of like yeah pretty much but knowing that the relaxation won't last much longer but the the chances to to save up more for our special yearly uh, uh occasion every year that we do every july you know basically pretty much yes. saving up for that to have more fun yeah uh i'm fine <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm fine. processing a lot of things uh but uh the podcast does give goes me on. some like catharsis the it, podcast it does very goes much, on like and i do very much enjoy talking about games and news and all that um life can be a lot sometimes so um not to dwell on it too much here on the podcast um but before we get started with with Diablo 4, um, we usually save news for the end of the show, but we usually like to do a segment at the beginning, so I thought we'd bring back a classic segment because of a new game that's coming out. Uh, it was revealed a little over a week ago, I think. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 mm -hmm. is coming. Um, and I remember this game gained a lot of traction back in the day for kind of doing the smash bros style reveal of characters that were going to be in the game and making a big deal out of it and people were getting really excited about it, it really was in the news cycle like prominently for a couple of months so mm -hmm. with the reveal of this one they revealed i believe jimmy neutron i think vlad from danny phantom uh -huh. and squidward they revealed squidward with the like squidward looking out of his window meme and then the um handsome squidward <laughs> meme uh they used that to reveal him in the trailer um, and I believe at Evo, which is currently going on as we're recording, um, they revealed that Plankton would be a playable character, but he's got like a mech suit. Yeah, I was like, evil genius, why not have a robotic suit? Yeah, apparently he's like the biggest character on the roster, despite being the smallest character in, you know, Nickelodeon. <laughs> I think Planktons are um, probably some of the smallest creatures of, of anything. They are. Um, so with that being said, though, I'd say we bring back the segment of who else could be in this game. And I was going to say, I think maybe in Smash Bros. fashion, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl could bring in some crossover characters or special guest characters from like other cartoon networks, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, probably not. It has to probably stick to Nickelodeon. Uh, yes, but what I mean, if? <laughs> what if? I mean, yeah, wishful thinking. That's 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 like like who would make the most sense? Like, first of all, who would make mo the most sense in Nick in Nickelodeon terms? I get I, I get you right here. Dragon Ball used to show on Nicktoons. <laughs> it used to play on. I mean, Nickelodeon probably still has the rights to show Dragon Ball on Nicktoons. I wonder if it could. They could get away with that because uh, th that would probably be up to Toei. 
I mean, yes, because Cartoon Network also shows Dragon Ball, but that's because uh, Toonami is a, is a fan-made... It's not a fan-made project. It's a passion project amongst the, the uh, Cartoon Network studios. Mm-hmm. So maybe if Nickelodeon obviously is just like, hey, can we get, you know, we did show, they showed GT for the first time. I remember when I saw GT, it was on, on Nicktoon. Well, GT was on Toonami and Cartoon Network in 2004, I want to say. So what I'm saying is But I is do remember when Nicktoons was showing it. <laughs> All-Star Brawl and, and Nicktoons, all, like the, the oh, it's multiverses and All-Star Brawl can fight for over Goku. Because yeah. <laughs> I think actually having Goku in your game will actually give us some pretty good credit again though it does ultimately come down to toei but i guess they did let dragon ball characters into fortnite so i guess that opens all kinds of floodgates mm-hmm. for that um but but like backing down to like the the basics here kablam. Who, who from nickelodeon needs to be in this kablam, game? kablam? yeah i definitely think kablam um, could be in this like the main characters maybe the action league now f- uh figures stuff yes like that. oh um i always will put el tigre because el tigre was an under it was very underrated i love that show uh, Manny Rivera, yeah. I love, I love Manny Rivera. Was, I love that whole show. That show was, uh, it was so stylish, and I just, I, I yeah, it's uh, very good. Hmm. Wasn't Kappa Mikey a Nickelodeon show? I think that's a deep cut. <laughs> I wonder if um, look, what, what's didn't it? Ra- like some sort of Power Rangers used to come on Nickelodeon too? But I think Hasbro has the the rights to Power Rangers now, so I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I wonder who else. See, it's much easier to think of who could we bring in from other networks versus. But like, because Nick, Nickelodeon. I mean, didn't Doug play on Nickelodeon? Doug did play on Nickelodeon, but it's a Disney property now. Mm. Although, I mean, like, if we're bringing in care, if we could say, oh, we bring in a crossover character as Doug. I mean, like, he was originally a Nickelodeon character. I was he thinking was. maybe Ickis and Crumb from Our Real Monsters because Ablina was in the first one. Uh-huh. And oh, oh, oh! I was thinking earlier since Jimmy Neutron is in Carl. Carl, Carl, maybe Sheen. I want no. What is it? Uh, what was Sheen's idol? Ultra, ultra, oh, ultra something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ultra. We, I, I know just what you're talking about. about him. <laughs> Not Ultraman. Ultraman's I know exactly a real what thing. You're talking about. Yeah, um, Ultraman's a real thing. Also, bring Ultraman in. Is what I'm maybe. saying. <laughs> um, I mean, Pluto is a Viacom thing. They have the like. All, all the Ultraman stuff on there on on Pluto. That's true. Through through Shout Factory. Now I wonder if Shout Factory is a thing with Viacom then. Hmm. Hmm. Now because now, I di- see now I'm looking at my 4K collection over yeah. here, my Blu-ray discs. I'm like, huh? I got something from Shout. See, is this a Paramount movie? <laughs> Nickelodeon is it's not that I, I didn't watch Nickelodeon, but I was in, I was definitely a Cartoon Network kid. I, I I can name you all Cartoon Network shows, but Nickelodeon. Okay, is so pretty... let's bring some of those characters in. Grim from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy as a what if. Grim, I'm I'm having such a major just like gap in my brain right now where I cannot remember any Nickelodeon because the ones that you would expect are already in there. So who else could we put in besides I said I like I said El Tigre. I like like I said I like Manny. You could you could put him in Arnold? there. Arnold wasn't Helga in? Oh yeah, hey Arnold Helga. See, now I gotta look at a list of people I, I just don't remember. See, honestly, they should put Rhonda from Hey Arnold in. She's a, a very underrated character. <laughs> or Eugene. <laughs> from... Hey Arnold, the little oh. kid. How about uh, the cast of all that in there? <laughs> to put the entire cast... Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Keenan and Kel. Dude, Keenan and Kel. It could be like the ice climbers put, of... Put Jerry Trainer. Put Jerry Trainer from shows like, oh, you know... from iCarly. <laughs> yeah, and like Drake and Jolly. Put him in there. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Oh, Tommy Pickles? You could put in Tommy Pickles? True, they could. 
because Reptar was Yo, in the first one. Is uh, they have to start thinking Timmy out of the Turner? box. Like, yes, Reptar makes sense as a fighter. No, Timmy Turner wasn't in See, the first. See, there's one. another one they, they could, could put, put in there. In. They mm. put Teenage Robot in as some DLC, and Hugh Neutron. So like, Hugh shouldn't should be in the second one still. Um, and if Jimmy's being put in, but I say bring in Carl Quasal. Rocco's Modern Life, Barnyard. I remember Barnyard is a is a Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, but more back show. to the barnyard or whatever it's called. Look, they, we could have all these characters. I still say bring in Grimm from Grimm. <laughs> he's, he's Cartoon Network. I, I would doubt they would let him. A guest character. This is Smash. Well, like, look, we've got Square Enix. We've got Sora from Kingdom Hearts in, in Smash Bros. That's a Disney character. That's that's impossible odds right Yeah, there. but it's not like Nintendo is a, like the same level as Disney. Like, the, in the sense of, like... Company wise, yes, but they don't produce the same things. Disney is a, a a multi, like, entertainment center, but video games not really their best. They ju- they just license to other people like Nintendo, where Nintendo strictly just video games and not going into like you know they have movies here and there, but they're not that's not their main like source. But you don't think it would be fun to see Ed and Nettie fight against SpongeBob and oh a hundred percent too. But it is a realistic no. <laughs> Because I really doubt they'd ever come to mm. Multiverses, which know seems you, to be it, going through such a... <laughs> put all those Cartoon Network Flash games on a, on a game disc, and I'll play that. Oh, dude. the um, I forget what it's called, but it was like an RPG. like a, It wasn't like you didn't fight or anything. You would go around doing fetch quests for people. Um, some or something. And there was like four parts of it. And you'd play as a character. You'd go visit like Mike, Lou, and Og. And you'd go oh. like visit the Powerpuff Girls Village. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But it was this like adventure game that released oh. in four parts on, on Cartoon Network. You know what? Summer something. <laughs> Wish if this was like in your scenario. If they could get anyone to cross over. Um, Puffy, I'm a Yumi. I would definitely get oh, them. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I they would. could be like the Ice Climbers. See? If it's a, it has to be a Nickelodeon IP, then yeah, El Tigre, Manny. But if it has to, it could be anyone. I would like a uh, Puffy, uh, Puffy Amiyumi. I would definitely go for that. Yeah. One. See, but... I've been on this cartoon kick because of us talking about all the ultras. <laughs> See, <laughs> so but it kind of works out. I I will say this about. I mean, I know this is a whole rant about shows, but going back to the main focus of being Nickelodeon uh, All Star Brawl, yeah. I actually do prefer this one over the multiverse. I don't like multiverse. It felt. Super sluggish and 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 very it, just, it it didn't feel like at all just responsive and it just it felt so gimmicky and just like I don't know but the Nickelodeon actually had some you know smash kind of polished element to it like yes it's a sixty dollar game could have been probably like forty thirty bucks but honestly I think it was forty yeah okay if it was 40 yeah if it it was 40 that's honestly a decent good that's a good price for it because yeah it hold it holds very well i i think it controls much better than the multiverse one my thing with multiverse was its focus on competitive and teaming up like 2v2 gameplay um i didn't inherently have an issue with the controls in either game i actually found multiverse's default setup controls to be more intuitive whereas with nickelodeon Mm -hmm. i did have to mess with a few things but i think that um all-star brawl shined through whatever you were doing be it single player arcade mode uh, or online even training whereas multiverses i only found a lot of enjoyment in the offline arcade mode that they added whereas the online matches it, it went as expected um in an online fighter 
where you are up against people who are trying really hard to win at the game um like like multiverse's core gameplay it 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 feels better to me as a single player 1v1 type thing where you're fighting against the cpu unfortunately as we know that game is not playable right now because the beta is over um and i have no idea when it's relaunching but uh, i think that game's plight was that it was so just battle passes and really expensive cosmetic items tore that game apart to where you know the grind was just insufferable um at at its core i I felt like it was a good single player arcade game whereas i had more fun um on the online modes like when you and me did um all-star brawl um Mm -hmm. because i think that's just the more genuinely fun party game where multiverses is just forcing these competitive elements these live service elements at the player Mm -hmm. at all times challenges dailies weeklies battle pass leveling each character up it just gets to be too stressful and obviously that's a free-to-play game but you know the free-to-play comes with its its banes (laughs) you know what i think we are seeing sort of the end of of battle passes i i think well it's one of those things where they're gonna keep coming out but they're not as successful as they were two three years ago yes i think we're seeing the end of battle passes being successful because i think i think we're currently at the we're we're currently at the point where every game is trying to put them in and we're going to talk about diablo here in a minute and and how that is just not good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's sort of like I can see this being the beginning of the end of Battle Pass because a lot of stuff that is, you know, a live service is starting to not last at all. And yes, maybe we're seeing a shift into what's going to be the next big thing. We'll, we'll see, but I definitely see... Because I feel like Multiverse is another problem with it was the whole Battle Pass system and just... Yes, all not that to stuff. mention in a beta too, that's yeah. kind of... I mean, like, you could have dropped a lot of money on that Multiverses beta with the way some of the premium cosmetics were priced. Um, just a little off-topic here, but, you know, slightly on-topic with Battle Passes. Um, it sounds like Exoprimal kind of does it right, because there's mm-hmm. no inherent microtransactions in Exoprimal, and I guess that the Battle Pass is not hard at all to level up just by playing. You don't have to worry about too much for that. Um, so maybe, maybe it's not as popular of a game. Um, it is on Game Pass, though, so it does have a player base. Um, so maybe companies will look at the way that this is doing it, but I still don't think releasing a full-price multiplayer game for $60 and having a Battle Pass on top of it is the way to go. It just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> so I guess in summation, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 uh, needs to have Carl. Croissant! <laughs> <laughs> The legendary Rob Paulson, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Animaniacs and Pinky. Ultra and Lord. On, uh, Nickelodeon. Ultra Lord. That's Ultra what his Lord. name was. It was Ultra Lord. That's Ultra what. Lord. Yeah, yeah. The new Ultra. That's what it was. Then he put him in the next. I, I like how right when we're about to finish, I remembered. Hey, man. Planet Sheen. <laughs> oh, don't. Um, Planet Sheen. Oh. oh. All right. I got to steer us on to this week's game. Let me take you back, Robert. How far back? Oh, I'm taking you back to, let's say, 2001 through 2004. Okay. Like, that three-year gap. At that point, Target was very different. And I use Target as the example here because that is where I saw these these particular things I'll be talking about. Um, the the game aisles were, were 
there was two or three of them. They had glass cases full of games. We're mm-hmm. talking PS1 and 2 at this time. Um, N64 and GameCube, Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, and then you had Xbox um, mm-hmm. games. Um, but there would also be aisles where some games weren't exactly in glass cases. You go down these aisles and you'd see boxes and boxes of PC games. Mm-hmm. And very prominently displayed in these boxes of PC games were these really long boxes. Um, and they had like three discs inside, but they weren't three discs in a normal size PC box case. They were really long boxes. And you would see things like Warcraft, Starcraft, and of course, Diablo. Mm-hmm. And these were always like, oh man, what are these things? These look really cool. Like Diablo has this like menacing cover on it. Um, Starcraft has a, a, a guy on the cover. It's like, they all had guys on the cover, like a character. So I had a friend mm-hmm. who had Starcraft and I was watching him play StarCraft one day, and I was like, he, he said, here, come sit down and play this. And I tried. I'm telling you, I tried. But I could not get into StarCraft. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's what we've come to know as an RTS game, a real-time strategy game, um, where there is just so much stuff to you know, keep track of, so much min-maxing, so much micromanagement that you have to go to, through to play um, an RTS. Um, so it just, you know... It wasn't for me. And these games were all published by Blizzard. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Blizzard is a company steeped in controversy. They are also currently in the middle of being purchased by Microsoft. Um, But, you know, without getting into any of that, um, you would think, oh, these games are probably all the same. It wasn't until years later that I found out that Diablo and more, you know, prevalently Diablo 2 were not that type of game. Um, they're what we would have come to know as an AARPG, action role-playing game. So it's just like a vivid thing that is burned into my mind is seeing these cases for Diablo with this skull figure on the front um, when I was a kid back at like Target. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't actually play a Diablo game until I believe 2018? Um, when Diablo 3 for the Switch came out. You see, now you picked Target, right? Yeah. Why didn't you go to Kmart? It's the year 2000. Oh, I mean, I've been in Kmart <laughs> when they had games. There now, was a time re- when Kmart just says we're not selling games anymore. That's hey, the man, real Kmart's 2000. where I bought Kmart. my Arkham City. <laughs> K- uh, I went, Actually, Kmart's where I bought Super Paper Mario. I used to go get games at Kmart because they, they would get them on Mondays. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go to Kmart. <laughs> Kmart... Uh... I bought Spider-Man 3 for the PS2 there. And oh. they also had a, slush, uh, a slushy machine at the end of our Kmart. Probably yeah. a lot of Kmarts had that, but definitely our Kmart had a slushy. Yeah, uh, some Kmarts used to have slushy. a Little Caesars in it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know, like, maybe, like, a good five, six years back, there was still Kmarts in Arizona? There was still a Kmart around here there's still a lot years back yeah there's i mean like they're all gone they're all gone but they're they're stuff around that like that reminds me of this though like seeing diablo is something i would see there too and yeah like you'd see that you'd have this weird almost fever dream like lighting in these stores that just you don't have that nowadays now would Mm -hmm. i want to go back to those times when it comes to games i don't know um but, like, you know, at that time, I was playing handheld consoles. I didn't get my first, you know, console console until um, the Wii in 2006. Mm-hmm. So I, I was on my Game Boy Advance at the time. But, yeah, like I said, 
just just going down memory lane. Some Diablo was something I from when I saw it to when I played it is probably the longest gap of any game. Mm-hmm. Now Diablo is my my relationship with Diablo as a series is it's it's weird because they're all different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played Diablo three. I've I've known beforehand what Diablo was like. I know it's an isometric, top down, uh, looter based, um, action role playing game, and Diablo three is cool. Um, we'll get to core gameplay mechanics here because you know I want to transition that into a discussion of four. Um, but just Diablo in general, you have this idea that Diablo has spawned copycats, and I say that not in a bad way because a Diablo clone essentially um borderlands is among our favorite game ever mm-hmm. um where it, and, and like it's it's always a good sign when something can inspire so many things but then you have your good and your bad you have your good diablo clones like borderlands and then you have some bad diablo clones i don't have any examples of the bad like right off the bat i know some people don't like godfall i thought godfall was fine um a lot of people don't like outriders i think it's mm-hmm. fine mechanically but it does some things better some things worse than diablo but like anthem you could point to that as a bad example okay yeah whereas destiny you can point it to it as a good example and then destiny started the whole live service thing which diablo is now starting to copy Mm -hmm. um avengers is an example um of a good diablo style gameplay but a bad version of destiny's live service monetization elements um, so, like, things start to, like, advance over time. Um, some things get better. Like, Borderlands seems to me to be the refinement of what makes Diablo so good. Whereas, you know, something like Avengers has its moments where it's good. And it is now, since they've taken out the elements. But, like, those elements that evolve from the genre. Like, oh, co- uh, pr- premium cosmetics and all that. Um, Avengers kind of did that in a weird way that thankfully is gone now. But we're not talking about Avengers today. We're talking about Diablo. Now, I don't know if you remember this quote from The Dark Knight, but someone in The Dark Knight says, you either die a good game or you live long enough to see yourself become a bad game. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, gameplay here. Diablo 3 is, and I'm talking about 3, that wasn't a slip. Mm-hmm. In Diablo 3, you level up very quickly. Um, the, the whole thing with Diablo is that you go into like a, a, a generated dungeon and you've got little areas you travel to between the dungeons. You go into the dungeon. It's kind of like generated there on the spot. You go through the dungeon. You fight some monsters. You level up. You get some loot. Um, in Diablo 3, the, the core of it is that as you level up, you'll get skills auto-equipped or you'll press a different button and something different might happen. Like I played a monk character. Um, there was like a, a, a I, I don't think it was an arrow. I think it might've been like a spear or something that I used. And then you like, you'd, you'd level up and you'd get like, oh, shoot spears all around you. And then you level up again and you'd be like, oh, you can add lightning to your spears and chain enemies. And then you'd eventually have too many powers to where you'd have to start swapping them out for other ones because your, you know, your key bindings were, were full. And, and that was really cool. You'd get really strong really quickly. Um, there'd be all sorts of Skittles-like explosions of color all over the screen. And, and it was good. Um, I talked about Warhammer Chaos Bane on the podcast a few years back being basically Diablo 3. Um, mm-hmm. And that's true. That game is like literally the same progression. 
it's got the same style of menu. Um, another one that's like it that I haven't played is like Torchlight, Torchlight 2. They have the, the same kind of like Diablo 3 uh, style progression. And then in Diablo, I never did Seasons because, you know, Switch version came out much later. And like Diablo 3 started in a really rough place. Um, so I'm not playing the original. I was playing the Reaper of Souls or the, the Eternal Collection, whatever they called it on the Switch. Um, it's a fun game. Fast forward a couple years... Diablo 2 Resurrected. Now I'm finally playing that game that I saw when I was younger. Diablo 2. Uh, like, when it comes to the genre, it's people's favorite game. Mm-hmm. I found it to be slow, clunky, full of just item management that wouldn't dare be put into a modern day game. I, I was a little upset there was no true QOL in Diablo 2 Resurrected. It was mostly just a coat of fresh paint on the old game. So much so that you could press a button in-game and just default to the old graphics. It was just a way of playing Diablo 2 on a new console. And, and Diablo 2 is like, you have to have a scroll in your inventory to go back to town. And this is a one-time use item. Um, you have to put your potions inside your item bar so that you can use them um, when you're low on health. Same with mm-hmm. mana. It doesn't just recharge. Um, you've got such a, a small inventory to where you're always tetrising things because you have to like turn the items on their side to get them to fit in there um, instead of being able to auto-sort. Like, I don't know about you, but the idea of the Resident Evil 4 inventory system is not a fun gameplay mechanic to me. I just like an auto-sort. I don't like to have to, you know, do a whole mini game just to make sure everything fits in my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't having to like micromanage every single thing, especially in inventory, where you can get like it's like in Borderlands, you're allowed to actually choose how you want it by rarity or by classes and stuff like that, and even like class. Plus, rarity. it's just so, a list. Yeah, it's just a list compared to I can understand like yeah, like having to because like Resident Evil Four, if you or any Resident Evil game, if you don't really like manage your inventory, there'll be so much actual space. But because the game will kind of very poorly auto manage, it won't manage it super well. So then you can end up with a lot of open space not being used because it's not, you know, organized in a certain way. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, like the whole having to just every little detail where there's a difference between being a detailed you know simulation escort just trying to be very you know to the t detailed game and then just being very very just like annoying about it and just just kind of being like this didn't need to be so detailed like this could have just been a simple thing and it would be fine that's the thing with diablo 2 now everything is square or rectangle based in that inventory system so you could have an item that takes up six squares Mm -hmm. and you could have six squares available but if those six squares aren't two by two by two, mm-hmm. you're going to have to yeah. either drop something or start rearranging it. You can't just have the required space. You have yeah, to exactly, have the yeah. required actual like shape in your inventory, Yeah, um, yeah, those, yeah which I was a real that. bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, the game is just unfair in my opinion. Um, Diablo 2, I'm talking specifically. Um, Diablo 2 is very archaic in that I think you get one respec, and then if you mess your build up on a character it's just messed up for the Mm -hmm. duration of the game 
I don't like stuff like that, and I really think that Blizzard probably could have done some QOL improvements to make it more in line with Diablo 3, although some Diablo 2 diehards weren't a fan of Diablo 3. Um, speaking of menus, Diablo 3 has a radial menu where you just have a circle of gear choices around your character, like mm. helmet. You go to helmet selection, it'll show you all your helmets. It's easy that way to sell things you don't want or whatever. Now, the progression here changes a little because I think Diablo 4 at its core is a great game. It takes the slower, more foreboding nature of Diablo 2 and gives it that snappy gameplay that came in 3. But it dials it back a little, I think maybe in favor of you know, people's criticisms of Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we'll start with gameplay here. Um, we're now in Diablo 4. This is a game I've kind of been putting off talking about for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intent was that I would play it, you know, real hardcore for, for two months. The issue I had is that that didn't happen. And it wasn't because I didn't have the time to play Diablo. It's because I got sick of it really quick. Uh-huh. Um and that that's my thing with with Diablo. For some reason, it doesn't get its hooks in me like Borderlands does. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's essentially the same game. It's just one's isometric, one's a first-person shooter. You're doing the same thing. You're shooting enemies, you're getting loot, you're getting stronger, and you're making the numbers go up. Mm-hmm. Um but Diablo 4, I think what initially was, like seemed cool was that it's an open world. And this is new for Diablo. Usually there's areas, but this is all one giant connected world. You're not having to fast travel between locations and stuff just to just to get to new dungeons. It's got five or six classes. Uh, I used Rogue, and I've currently got a Sorceress going. I, I chose Rogue because I like using arrows in games like this. That's what I did in Warhammer Chaos Bane. Um, the story, it's fine. It's it's a Lilith story. Um and, you know, it's your classic good versus evil in a way that only Diablo can do. Um, I, that sounded like a tagline right there. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't like the way the, the skill system works in this game. Uh-huh. I really, I just outright do not like it. In Diablo 3, you were being rewarded by, oh, you've got this new ability, you got this new ability. And then eventually you'd have to be like, okay, maybe I'll take this one off in favor of this. In Diablo 4, I just think... You know, some people like a lot of customization. I just think it's too much from the start. When my sorceress hit level one, I had a choice of like four different attacks to choose from that I could apply. And then four, like with four different elements. So there's like frost, lightning, um, something else, and then ice. Um, I'm forgetting what the fourth one was. Maybe it's like darkness or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not it and each of those has five points you can pump into it so it's not like you can like choose all four because the next set of four or five skills you can choose from is coming up by the time you hit level six and then Mm -hmm. there's another set that comes up when you hit level 10 and then another set when you hit like 20 and then another set and another and another another they're adding in all kinds of modifiers for each attack and they're adding in all kinds of things you can do to boost your stats i think it is too much all at once and i think there's definitely an easier way to streamline that because i'm not the type of person that goes online for a game like this and looks up a build 
Like, mm-hmm. you know from playing Borderlands 3 with me that I'm notoriously like, no, I'm just going to use the items that I really like or the items that are, like, super powerful, like recurring hex grenades. I don't want a whole thing that's focused on, like, doing rocket damage with Moe's or something like I that. Mean, I mean... just not the type of gamer that I am. I mean, yes, I, I can agree. Just play a game however you feel like. I... I can encourage anyone to play a game however they feel, but I also don't put anyone down if they want a oh, certain no, absolutely build or not. to be, like, I guess, OP. But I will agree, maybe in Borderlands 2, it is, like, if you want to reach those OP levels, there was really, like, one, two, three classes you can run, and that's, like, that's yeah. pretty much it. Well, when it came to Borderlands 3, there was so much you can do that didn't have to take away and be such a, oh, yeah, if you want to play like this, but you can't because now you have to play like this. There, there's a, It's a lot more freedom in, in 3 than it was yeah. in 2. It's not a knock against the customization or the people that like to do builds. It's it's a personal gripe. It's my yeah, personal yeah. reaction here. To, um, it's just, it's a lot. And I haven't gotten a character to level 50 to do the Paragon board, but I have looked at what it looks like, and it is just uncomfortable to mm-hmm. look at. Um, I'm not a hardcore Diablo player. I'll always play on, like, World Tier 1, as they call it in this. It's easy mode. Um switch over i was the intent was to switch over when i got to level 50 but i've not quite gotten there yet um but there are four world tiers there's Mm -hmm. a special boss that you can fight when you're level 100 um but you know i'm not the type of person that goes you know into the deep end of customization in diablo but what i was kind of saddened about is that it seems like in this you need it because i was struggling a bit through the game um, with decent skills on World Tier 1. I, I had... My my rogue had, uh, like, darkness arrows that would aff- afflict them with a uh, with a debuff, enemies with a debuff. I had, like, caltrops to, like, slow enemies down. I had poison traps to, like, make sure that their health was always going down. But I mm-hmm. never felt powerful. And I think that is the game's biggest problem. Because when I think about Diablo, I think I am supposed to be an unstoppable force of nature. That is not what I got from Diablo 4 on easy mode. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Because on Diablo 3, you become an unstoppable force of nature. And that game revolves around you fighting off hundreds of enemies at once. Whereas in Diablo 4, I'm fighting very small groups of enemies and, like, barely scraping through. Um, it Like, in a way, it felt more like a fair version of Diablo 2. But either it, it always felt like i was doing something wrong with the skills or respecting because oh i don't want to get this brand new shiny skill to play with because i'm worried my other one won't be able to keep up damage wise there's a lot of customization with the items like slotting in jewels that's nothing new to diablo or even you know chaos bane but it, it's just a lot it, it's something mm. that and and we'll get to the bad bad here um it, it's just it became more menu simulation in diablo 3 i felt like i was always playing and maybe when i got an orange item i could equip it from the menu and still Mm -hmm. go on and have fun and do um rifts and all that like the rifts that i always thought borderlands should have um but in diablo 4 it's just i got sick of it really quick i finished the story and they started throwing out all the like oh do these grim favors or whatever and do all these dungeons the dungeons give like, there's pages of just, like, aspects or whatever they're called that you get from doing dungeons. Like, one dungeon clear gives you one thing. Some of them are for certain classes. And it's just so f- frustrating to keep track of everything. 
that I just kind of, I don't know. I've re-downloaded and played it a little more since the initial finishing of the story, but I've put in maybe three hours total in the past, like, month and a half. So, <laughs> it's a lot. But but to tie it up here our, with our, our, our quote from Dark Knight, you either die a good game or live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become a bad game, the Battle Pass. Oh, the best oh my part God. of any game. The Battle Pass. Oh, my pass. God. Is it the worst one ever? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not... This is not a premium battle pass I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It is... I don't even know what it is. The cosmetics don't look that cool to me. And, like, none of the Diablo cosmetics that you have to pay for look that cool to me. Mm-hmm. The ones that I get in-game are cool enough. And you can transmog those so you can wear whatever costume you want with whatever armor you want. But the battle pass is, like... I believe it only gives you 666 premium currency which mm. is less than any item cost in the current shop and of course the battle pass itself cost 1000 of the premium currency so it doesn't give you enough to buy the next battle pass if you decide to go the premium route um on top of that the season itself doesn't seem like it's super interesting it has a mechanic where you can slot a new type of um item into your rings and stuff and you know you'll get certain effects and some of the enemy types are different it just seems like a huge misstep and i know games like this tend to turn around especially you know it's it's got blizzard behind it they're Mm -hmm. known for polishing their games very well but they're also known for making you know errors i think like overwatch 2 and the, mm. the lack of their Ugh. promised skill tree-based PvE mode, um, which got, you know, kind of combined with some of the live service elements and isn't something that's going to be, you know, what what they were supposed to deliver on. Mm-hmm. Um, Diablo 4 is, in my opinion, not in the best state. I'm not having an excited time when I play it, and I don't know if that's because I'm not playing with people because Diablo can be a very co-op focused and fun game. Like I'm usually playing solo, but I'm like the shared world elements aren't doing it for me. I'm I'm not willing to dedicate the time I need to learn certain builds or whatever because I do play a lot of other games. Um but I did go into Diablo 4 with the thought that I would be able to enjoy this very casually, but it seems that it's not going to Unfortunately, it seems like it's not going to be that game for me. Mm. Um, No knocking the gameplay because the gameplay itself is as smooth and seamless as ever. But it's everything around it, I think, that that just depresses me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot of what's wrong with with modern day games, um, in my opinion. Like, I know some people are super into, you know, the hardcore Diablo plans are, are probably happy, but a lot of them might not be happy um, because it doesn't seem like there's as much customization as some of them want just yet. So um, it, it's a game I think, you know, should like w- we should probably look at again, maybe a year from now. Um, but I think that's really all I have to say in, in Diablo's you mm-hmm. know first two months. I don't I don't think it's as remarkable um, as it could have been. I was very ex- like I know you know I was very excited to play this when they first announced it. And then a lot of stuff happened with Activision Blizzard that's like ah, I don't really want to you know engage with this product and you know I played it and you know it's it's fine. Yeah. Where it's at, if I had to assign it a rating, I'd say six or seven out of ten, okay. which by my standards, I guess that's low. 
that is pretty a, a, a d is very low not yeah yeah it may seem like a lot you're not you know below half but a d is not the best it's just like yeah you're passing but you shouldn't be celebrating about it it's not the greatest thing ever yeah i didn't mean for the diablo 4 discussion to sound like me ranting but I knew, like, uh, it was going to get to that I mean, when we got to, like, the battle pass or, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 fine, honestly. I mean, you have to kind of give your two cents on it. And yeah. then, you know, maybe there's some people who agree who don't. But at least it's, like, it's a, an opinion out there that someone can maybe listen and be like, maybe, you know, this, you know, I, I feel this way, but I just never thought anybody else could or stuff like that. I mean, if I would if I would do, like, a Cliff's Notes like uh or a a footnote version of this i would say don't expect to have as much fun with diablo 4 as a casual player than you would with 3 because Mm -hmm. it does seem like diablo 4 is more focused on builds and end game um it's it's a lot slower than 3 um if you want my opinion there are a lot of looter shooters out there um try borderlands it's it's weird. Borderlands is it is like I would say seventy thirty to me. Where I think seventy percent of people who actually try will stick to it, but there's is a thirty percent that's not going to. If if Borderlands doesn't do it for you, then try Destiny. I don't know, because at that point I don't know what other kind of looter game you can yeah, really Destiny, go with. Destiny, if you like, want the narrative, mm-hmm. but Borderlands, if you want to stay away from the live service elements. But, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like. All, all these games have, you know, inherent flaws and inherent strengths. Um, I just think that Diablo 4 is catering more to the crowd that preferred Diablo 2. Just af- af- after playing the three of them, very close succession. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's not a bad game mechanically. I will give them that. It's not a bad game mechanically. It's not even a bad game. It's just, for me, fine. Anyway, that's probably enough Diablo 4 for, for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap up, we do have Pokemon Drip Black mm-hmm. and White. Where we we're taking a look at the fifth gym leader. Yo, we're taking a look at Clay. All right. Um, Clay. I think this is the first bad one. Clay. Clay is some kind of cowboy. Mm-hmm. He's got... He- a vest he's got his chaps he's got his cowboy hat it's too much it's, it is a it, lot the vest and the chaps are too much it's because it's because i feel like under both of those there is some nice color scheme and maybe some really fancy looking boots and well yeah it, muted it, red it, and muted blue are very good together and it, my point is how does your chaps even cover your boots because at the boots they just look like you know because boot design like when you see like actual like cowboy boots at you know that design of them how much cool designs it can have yeah and your taps can cover that i don't know i just think that's not a good choice because the shirt and 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 the boots can have some really great designs on them but because you're covering with the vest and and chaps i can't really see how that looks the color scheme works but just the brown overpowers a lot of the outfit which just does not look pleasant to me um He's also got, like, a gold... It, this kind of clashes. The gold belt buckle, the gold wristwatch, and the gold, like, thing around the cowboy hat. I don't know if that... It, it feels like it's going against itself. Uh-huh. Like, I don't it, know. It, it, I've not been a fan of this design. Like, 
Clay as a character was cool, but the design is always like, is this drip? I don't, I don't really think so. No, um, I think that the chaps and the vests are just covering too much because they don't have any design either. There's no, it's just, a, it looks like a brown paper bag over a person's body. It looks like an Among Us character. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess so, but I, I see it as like a, a paper bag just over some, like, if you took those long sheets of like, like, uh, package paper, the brown stuff, and you yeah. just made a suit out of that, that's what it looks like to me. So it, yeah. it doesn't really. It, this is very low to me. This is gonna like. I feel like underneath, if it has some really cool designs to the shirt and to the boots, and you know, really classic stuff about it, it could be pretty up middle. But because of how it looks now with everything on top, I have to give it probably like a one, maybe a one, one Badoof out of five. The, I'd the say a one is probably. There. Have we ever given lower than a one? I feel like I've given definitely lower than one. What was his name? The bug type that said he should not be wearing a... He looks... No, no, like, I think we gave him a two. No, I probably gave him, like, no points. I'm pretty sure I've given, <laughs> I've given someone no points at some point. I'll have to go back and listen to the archives. <laughs> One Badoof out of five yeah. for Clay. Um, yeah, it, it's a rare miss, I think, for, for Black and White, which mm-hmm. does have a pretty, pretty all right uh, design here. All right. Um, before we wrap up, a look at what's to come. I think next week we might do World War Z because mm-hmm. you know I've been I've been on that um, and a, a few news stories that have been popping up. Um, I always say we're gonna get to them, but we run out of time for our recording because um, we we have been trying to make the episodes a little more digestible without letting them go like too overboard as they have you know mm-hmm. in the past. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about some of the Fall Guys Final Fantasy XIV stuff next week, and yeah, maybe, yeah. um, DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing, because it'd probably be too much for one episode to have a, who should be in this game segment. We already did it once, and I can't do it <laughs> twice We did it episode. once, yes, not twice in one episode. Anyway, Robert, for right now, would you say we have done an episode? Yeah, that should pretty much wrap up this week. Alright, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on X... That markers on uh, the map. Twitter, yeah. The, what used to be Twitter. Uh, X, yeah. The artist formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> and that's at markers on the map. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and a review. Please download an episode and subscribe to the show. We are also on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And we do like to end each week's episode with a famous video game quote. And I don't know about you. This one's one of my favorites. You know, Ellie. We really are the Super Pac-Man, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.